For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels, home and away. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Go Willett! Oh, brilliant goal from Joe Willett! Goal nine of the night! Joe Willett picks the ball up, just glide past Adam Lallana like he's not there, and with the inset of his right foot, he just bends it into Keller's top right-hand corner. That is a goal of the highest quality. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio. It's your emergency podcast. Newcastle did a thing. And we have a new signing on loan from a North London club. We're going to talk all about that. But first, before you do, hit pause. Uh, Well, not yet. I'll tell you when to hit pause. But uh, you're going to hit pause and you're going to go on Twitter.com and follow CHN underscore podcast, NUFC underscore Greg, CHN or... Yeah, I already did that one. Elijah underscore Newsome and coming home under underscore NUFC. And nope. then you're going I to come back. I, I don't think that's the uh, the Twitter. I think it's at coming home in UFC. I don't um, think it's an underscore. No underscore? Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to get I that. think there's no. Yeah. We, yeah. We need to change that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know if we even have the characters in the app to do that. So, hey, if we uh, do, I'm going to think I'll, I'll do it. All right. So, uh, Paul's. We're, you'll pause it and then you'll come right back to us. So do that right now. Okay. So you're listening to this because you're back from doing that. Thanks for following us. Also, um, we can do this on the next one, but go give us a five-star rating. We love five stars. Gotten a little cold on the five-star love. Haven't had one in a while. Um, so it'd be cool if we got more of them. Um, you know, we're putting in the work and we want the overlords of SB Nation to know that we are putting in the work and people are appreciated and such. So we would love your five-star reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like you can't do it on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, just go to Apple podcasts and go to five stars. Uh, Awesome. So let's introduce the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsome. How are ye? I mean, I'm still riding the high of a, a 2-0 Newcastle win. I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep it real. I, I went, went this morning, woke up, and watched the 11-minute extended highlights mm. on uh, YouTube. Shout out NBC for, for uploading that. So That's how you know yeah. things, are, things are successful when you're doing things that. Things are great. I mean, I, there was a point where, like, just to feel like, you know, the, the, the emotions of a Newcastle win during this 11-match run where we didn't win i just was like looking up old matches in which we won like i was like oh three two everton let's let's look at that one or let's, like let's check that one out <laughs> let's go all the way back to the west ham win like where people thought andy carroll was gonna be That's good they like, won right, are you talking about the first one or earlier oh the first one yes the very first one uh and then like you know jeff hendrick scored against all odds like it was wild yeah yeah, well, we have a new addition to Jeff Hendricks' midfield at Newcastle United, uh, and it was announced on deadline day. So it and we saw one lone arrival to Gallagate, 
and it is Arsenal midfielder Joe Willock. He's a former England U21 international, and he is coming to Newcastle for the rest of this season and no purchase option. He's made 78 senior appearances for Arsenal in all competitions. He debuted in September of 2017, and he scored 11 times overall, one, one of those in the Premier League. Um, and in some Newcastle Arsenal history, he did start against Newcastle in the FA Cup last month, and he will turn 22 years old this August, uh, which he won't means he won't take up a roster spot on the 25-man squad because he's yeah one right now um yeah so that that's that's update let's dig into joe no that Why'd that's you... the end of the transfer actually that's the end of the uh the emergency pod that's yeah thanks so much. Right. have a great one <laughs> like a, a news snippet oh hey another newcastle fact uh he made his premier league debut against newcastle yeah so that was fun in 2018 so Thanks. he a uh, lot of lot of ties to newcastle tons of them yeah <laughs> none of them being good for newcastle <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that debut, he was an attacking midfielder in a one, nothing win for, yeah. for, uh, for Arsenal. Uh, Elijah, what was your first reaction when the deal was announced and went through? What, what did you think? I was like, all right, cool. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, it was like, I think there was a lot of Newcastle fans that were like, oh, this was an underwhelming window. And it was just like, have you looked around? It's an underwhelming window in general, like across the world. Not much happened. Not a lot of purchases being made. No no big name, anything really happening. I think Ozil moving back to Turkey was probably the biggest story of this, this window. Maybe like Liverpool uh, like signing a center back, which actually, well, there's a loan to buy actually of a center back. Actually, someone Newcastle, like, we're literally about to sign. So, I mean, I guess good for Newcastle for identifying good talent, but sucks that uh, that Liverpool were swooped, swooped in at the last second and, and you know, got a deal done. But, yeah, I mean, there there's not a lot of activity this window. So, I mean, if it's, so it's whatever, you know. I'm, it's the cool. only activity is if your name is Messi and it was just leaked that you make $640 million in a contract with Barcelona. So, yeah yeah that's 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 the action but yeah COVID, COVID had obviously a huge effect in the transfer window um there just wasn't a lot of money being tossed around and for obvious reasons like countries are still in lockdowns like uh we're yeah. still trying to figure this whole thing out so completely the doesn't even have a tv deal that's <laughs> yeah in, yeah it's insane and you completely understand like that newcastle found somebody in england to to do it, uh, my initial reaction was I'd rather them just not have done it because I don't see how this will make us any better. And if anything, it just cuts out two academy prospects from playing in general. And then you have to pick one between if Shelby, Hendrick, and Hayden has to sit out every match uh, because there's no point in bringing Joe Willick on if if he's not going to play because Arsenal won't have that. So well, I it's mean, like I feel uh, like Newcastle made a move to make a move, which is fine. I mean, but it. I wouldn't expect this to make Newcastle absolutely better. Now I hope he does, but from what I get, I'm, I mean, it doesn't inspire too much excitement for me, but let's give the kid a chance at least. Um, Cause for all we know, this could be our next Ben Arfa. Who knows? <laughs> well, not Ben Arfa, but definitely uh, I think 
I mean, it was, I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago, but I never thought I'd miss Mo Diame, who similarly just was not like a, you know, a, a guy that really stuck out to you on paper with any of his stats and stuff. But how he influenced matches was definitely important and vital, and his athleticism and his ability to 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 really impose himself in matches is something that Newcastle haven't had since they decided to not re-sign him, which of course made sense. He was like 31. Like I get it completely, but to re-sign a player, like to not re-sign a player and then have no replacement, it's very peak Newcastle because they did not have a competent replacement of like the same sort of midfielder build of a kind of um, athletic, aggressive midfielder. There's just, there's, we don't have that right now. Isaac Haynes, a good cleanup guy, could a good like sits in front of the defense guy, but that's ultimately not his game. He's not going to be super aggressive unless he has to be. Uh, so, I mean, I think in that respect, like it helps because it brings a different sort of uh, player to Newcastle. Uh, but I mean, I think there's a lot you could say about this move and you could kind of start from the top with the fact that, I mean, there Newcastle have created the log jam in midfield solely like by themselves. I mean, they could have, loaned out Matty Longstaff. He was kind of in demand from some championship clubs. Uh, Ellie Anderson is still someone that, that Steve Bruce wants to play as an attacking sort of midfielder. They He was wanted by a bunch of championship clubs. They decided not to loan him out and just keep him on the bench and playing in the U23s. Uh, and, I mean, Sean Longstaff himself turned down a couple of moves, so I can't really fault hit like the club there, but – you know, I understand the frustration of having another midfielder that could push the long step down the pecking order, potentially affect Elliot Anderson's uh, potential playing time. But like, also, there has to be a little bit of responsibility from the club's perspective of like, they could have done things to make it to, to make this move make a little bit more sense. And he just didn't do any of those things. Um, but in terms of athleticism and ball carrying ability that's something we don't have from anyone really right now so I see that as a net win I don't think that we'll see this person's influence like in terms of goals and assists but I do think that you know when Newcastle press I think that this will be something that people point out it'll be sort of a early Isaac Hayden where you see that he's influencing the game but it doesn't show up really on the stat sheet unless you look at like I don't know ball balls one or tackles or something like that yeah so I want to bring up an interview that the Chronicle did with um, Arsenal's football London's Arsenal reporter uh, Kaya Kanak <clears throat> said what that uh, what what a name yeah Kaya Kanak <laughs> uh, yeah it might be Kaya Kanak or Kaya Kanak K-A-Y-A K-A-Y-N-A-K um, but, uh, they asked him what sort of player is Willock and what can we expect? He said, he's a box to box midfielder capable of getting a few goals from the midfield. If he's given the license to get forward at his best, his ability to make late third, third runs into the box is almost reminiscent of Aaron Ramsey. He's not the best on the ball, but he has a great engine and will run himself into the ground every match to make up for it, which Newcastle fans just love. He's more that of a number eight than a number 10, but it's the final third where his strengths really lie. Um, and then they asked, how would you assess his time at Arsenal? And he said, in a word, frustrating. Uh, we'll see him do well in the Europa League and Carabao Cup almost every time he plays, but when he's given a chance in the Premier League, he hasn't been able to take it. He looks nervous when he's given the chance in the first team, 
but hopefully a lone spell will help them to get over that. Um, they, then they, they assess like, well, like what, what is his weaknesses and that you've seen in Arsenal and, and what are things that he needs to work on? And he said, it's absolutely consistency was Kea's uh, mark. He said, you never know what you're going to get from him, which is why it's so hard to trust him to start in Premier League games. Perhaps his defensive awareness can be approved as well. But for him, it really feels like a, a case of just getting comfortable at the Premier League level to show that he can do it on a regular basis. And the final question was, do you think that the lone spell will be a success in Newcastle? And he said, it's really tough to say. I want to say yes, because... I think regular first team minutes will improve him as a player, but he's so hot and cold that it's impossible to definitively say that he'll be a success or a failure. He'll probably get a goal or two and have some games that you'll be thinking he's a future England international, but then there will be times why you wonder you even signed him in the first place. I'm excited to how he gets on and he's a good option for Steve Bruce to have in this Newcastle side. Now was the interview. So yeah, so very mixed reviews. We had like our extremes, England international to like, why did we sign this person? Uh, which seems like anytime we watch a Newcastle match, except it's usually like the bad. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to fit in perfectly. <laughs> I'm about to say, but they, he was like, consistency is his biggest issue. I was like, well, welcome to a club that suits you. I mean, a, geez. a club that will not help you fix that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not at all. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Chris Waff's article is pretty encouraging. He broke down some individual moments of brilliance, things that – excuse me, hopefully you can see. And part, part of it is that, you know, maybe benefiting from uh, one, a manager that does not really like who's, I guess I would say a little bit more forgiving than most in terms of how he divvies out playtime. Because I think it's definitely hard to gain any sort of consistency at, at Arsenal per se, when it's like, if you mess up, like you're going to be dropped. There's no recovering from your mistakes there. You've got to take advantage of the opportunities you have. Uh, and that that's that's just how that works when you're playing at a club at the caliber of Arsenal, Newcastle. Uh, it should be the same way, uh, and that's how most managers approach, uh, you know, team selection. But Steve Bruce, he he's not most managers, and so there's been plenty of players who have had extended runs in the Newcastle eleven who have been given the opportunity to improve and. It just hasn't. They haven't. I mean, like, I think Jamal Lewis, he had a pretty rough stretch of games where, like, I mean, the team was playing well, but he wasn't. There was really not a lot of reason to keep playing him. But Steve Bruce was like, no, figure it out. Like, get used to the Premier League. And, uh, I mean, a lot of things could have occurred to to that led to his performance against Everton. But that was probably the best he's looked all season. And that was – honestly a year and a half in him playing in the premier league. So I think there's some positives to take away. And then just in terms of how he's going to play, he's going to offer something different uh, than we normally see. He's already, I think Chris Wapp had a stat about how he has 3.5 take-ons per match or uh, successful drills per match. And that's something that is more than double any other Newcastle midfielder right now. We just don't have a, a midfielder that has not that skill set per se, but plays like that um we've got guys who recycle possession relatively well we've got guys who like to spray the ball but we don't really have guys that are really capable of trying or even not even capable but but just like literally just try to carry the ball forward sean longstaff does at times but uh, other than that we don't really have that so i think it's nice to have a different option and then 
I mean, in terms of his athleticism and his ability to, to, you know, cover other players um, that are a little bit more athletic than, sorry, his athleticism, I think will help uh, in, in our midfield, just because we don't have a lot of athleticism in the midfield. And that has hurt us uh, at times, uh, especially when we're going up against um, athletic midfields that are not very like technically good. They just tend to just bully us off the ball and things like that. And so that would be helpful, especially as we start to press and having an athletic midfielder that enjoys pressing helps when you are trying to press. So, I mean, there's positives. I don't think this is going to be a like insane signing, but again, I think we have to put in perspective, January signings usually don't make a huge impact. Like that's not really what January signings do. They're usually band-aids and they're usually people experimenting to see if something works and you get really lucky if, if, if a January signing works out uh, for you, like a Bruno Fernandez or, or a CSA or something like that. Like that, it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Or Antonio Barreca, something. Yeah. Magnitude. I mean, yeah. so um, what I was looking at who scored the, and take this with a grain of salt because it's hard to acquire good ratings when you're not starting all the time. Um, substitutes typically very rarely get above a six, five because yeah. uh, unless you score. Uh, but of he has a 6.25 average rating so far this season, and that would do for third worst on the Newcastle team. Only Dwight Gale and Elliot Anderson have worse ratings uh, on this season so far. But like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Um, he hasn't had a ton of minutes in comparison. Well, wait, how many minutes does he have? That's a good, that's a good question. And I'm quickly looking, and he has a grand total of... 235 minutes. So not a bunch. Um, and well, yeah, he has pretty much less than every other player besides Paul Dummett, Paul Dummett and Paul Dummett, Dwight Gale and Elliot Anderson are the only players that have less minutes than him on the side. Um, but Balt, Balt, Paul Dummett has a good rating for whatever reason, 6.4, which is pretty good considering he's only played <laughs> um, 100. And he hasn't, I don't think he's played yeah. in a win either. Like, I, like yeah, I think he's like only appeared. Average rating is <laughs> like really good for just like not even playing two full games. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. This is a wait and see. The positive is, like they said, like, a really, a really big motor. And like, we love that Newcastle fans love those players. We love our Maddie Longstaffs. We love our Miguel Amarons because they never quit. They keep and, going. And we'll throw and another name out there. DeAndre Edlin has been getting the the fanfare of a lifetime. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, if you look the- at him on paper, like not an insanely impressive fullback, but you cannot deny the fact that like every single time he went out on the pitch, he was, he was working hard Part of it, uh, he, he's really fast. So when he's working hard, it looks even more impressive. But like, yeah, if you work hard at Newcastle, the fans will love you. Uh, yeah, it's part of the reason, uh, like you said, Miggy's loved and Maddie's loved. And also part of the reason John Joe's not loved. <laughs> yeah. So my next question then, Elijah, it's probably a no, but does he play today against Crystal Palace? No, but I think he at least makes the bench against Southampton. Yeah, that's what I think. Are you, would you say he makes a bench or he starts? 
I don't know if he starts. Um, I think, and uh, I was talking to the guys with the short fuse, uh, and they were saying like Arteta and and everyone, uh, like they love to gear like make these make the clubs promise that they'll start the player and play them a bunch, but they actually never really follow up on the uh, on like whether or not the club actually is get, giving the player play time. Uh, so they've got to get that sorted. They were talking about Eddie and Kedia at Leeds, like the Leeds assured him. Uh, when when Arsenal sent him on loan there, that he would be playing and all this other stuff, and he just like didn't. So um, you know, I think he's still going to have to earn uh, his, his his spot. Um, but he is exactly what Steve Bruce has been thirsting over. You look at all the different players that we were linked to this window um, with what like, and they're all essentially the same type of midfielder. Like they're all these athletic midfielders that can carry the ball forward. So. I mean, I don't know if he starts. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I just I don't know. Especially if this if they play well against Crystal Palace today, Steve Bruce is not going to change the lineup because you know it's Steve Bruce. He's either going to like be consistent and beat a horse and beat the dead horse, I guess, or like just go all out, switch everything up. Uh yeah, I think. I would say that he probably starts against Southampton because looking at our fixture list, it's Chelsea and Manchester United and Wolves after that. So we're okay. Don't include team. Wolves in that because Wolves are like we could Better jump Wolves. We could jump Wolves. The wolves have not looked good, dude. This I know, season, but okay. Like, Either way, I would so Chelsea. Yeah, I would, I would say Wolves, Wolves, so, Palace. That's the same sort of like like level of competition, especially because. The last two matches between Wolves and Palace are both one nil to e- either side. Yeah, that's not my point though. My point is we need to see what we have in him before Chelsea. Oh, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah. that's why I think like we need to start because he like if he doesn't start or like doesn't play significant minutes and provide a good signal, I would see it probably hard to believe that we're starting him against Chelsea and Manchester United in the following two matches. So I think it's like yeah. we either get him in for Southampton or we might only get doses of him until we play West Brom or Wolves. Classic uh, Valentino Lazaro situation. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I could totally see we have a run of Wolves, West Brom, Aston Villa, and Brighton that if you get hot, you could play in all, all you could play in all those matches to start. In yeah. Matches. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Any, any last thoughts on Joe before smoking Joe? We'll call him. Yeah, Smoking okay. Joe. I love um, that. Any last thoughts on him before we depart, Elijah? There's there's some rumblings around that this could end up being a like renewed loan if things go well here. So um, you honestly kind of hope that. Point. Yeah, you honestly kind of hope that this turns out to be a good move because then you've got a nice piece on loan uh, for the next season as well, and potentially at that point, you're you're if you're Newcastle, you're looking at trying to sneak in a loan to buy offer at that point. If you think this player's going to be good enough for you to, to, to loan in again next season. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, and again, there have been good loan signings that come in in January and have surprised us. I think Kennedy is a good example of that. Uh, So uh, we'll see. I I hope it happens. And Kennedy was another guy who was a fringe player at Chelsea who like his numbers did not look like anything, you know, that were impressive, but he came in and played well, and then, of course, we know how that ended. And I think that was way more due to Kennedy's attitude than anything else, but I digress. 
Um, follow him. Joe Willick on Instagram, child of God is like he says, as we all are. Come um, on. But I wanted to pop on Instagram because he passes the vibe check. That's um, Oh, he does. Definitely passes the vibe check. Give him a follow. Joe Willick, come on the pod. <laughs> um, and uh, that's it for me. Yeah, Greg, right. I'll, throw out, I'll throw out a, one more thing. Yeah. If Joe Willett doesn't work out, if Newcastle want a ball-carrying midfielder, I think I know one who's playing at Valencia who may or may not be American. I'm just saying. That's uh-huh. going to be my new default. Like, if we need – if there's an American we can sign. Yeah. Ooh. A default. That's, that's it. <laughs> That's a hundred percent what we're Yanus Musa. Oh my gosh. If the Saudis come in, that that's gotta be a, a signing you gotta make. I'm sorry. That that's, you gotta make that signing. Yeah. He'd be that's legitimately what Steve Bruce wants, but he doesn't like we just we can't we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Nope. All right. Well, then uh let's do it. That's good. That concludes our emergency podcast episode. Uh so we're gonna we have obviously Crystal Palace today. Uh, hopefully we get some three, we get three points and then we're going to give you a recap of that. Uh, some news trickled in along with a preview of Southampton in the next podcast. Uh, we're excited to hang out with y'all this week and we're excited to get an emergency show in real quickly for you, but thank you for listening as always, you beautiful people. Um, that concludes this emergency podcast, CHN radio, Joe Willick. He's a magpie He's with the tune for temporarily, but he's here. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Let's get three points and wait a lot. Love you. I wish I was on the case side. Looking at the old time bridge. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again, I'll pray for dark at St. James's Park. If the Gallagher's end in the rain, I'm coming home. To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're forty and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river time. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been a weird. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny how weird I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. The Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gateshead Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark in St. James's Park in the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll wait for a bottle of the river tide I'm coming home, Newcastle I 
wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound of me mother saying, hear me how we're I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown ale. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dog. It's in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear. I'm